right. Uh, hey, we've been recording for a whole minute. Uh, should we actually introduce the episode? Maybe. I, I don't know, Br- sideburnless Chris. I don't know. Is that going to be my <laughs> new nickname? What a That's dig. a terrible <laughs> nickname. I've had worse. It is It is a mouthful. <laughs> like, it doesn't roll off the tongue. It's longer no. than your actual name. It has no benefit to being a nickname. Uh, what Peter is referring to is we're not... Well, I don't know. I'm, I was about to make a decision without consulting you. Should we do progress along the way pictures because we each took a day zero picture? Or should we just do zero to end of month? Honestly, we're halfway. We could do it now. All right. We'll, uh, I guess there will be pictures up on our social media by the time you hear this episode. I'm just taking the phone um, now. But what Peter's referring to is I don't grow sideburns at all. So from about, if you do a line from the side of my mouth back, that's the highest my facial hair goes. And then a line from my ears is the lowest my head hair grows other than, you know, length of hair. I suck at beards. That's why we had this contest. Because uh, I know I'm going to lose. And for the record... I joined in as well, and I suck at it, too. Uh, yeah, You're weird. still beating Chris. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm still beating Chris. Just for <laughs> no, the I'm record... No, just being mean. No, just no, for I get the that record... twirling wax. <laughs> uh, we are recording on December 16th, so we are just slightly over two weeks into our facial hair. And just now before recording, my wife definitely said she prefers Peter's facial hair to mine. So. <laughs> Double dig. That's neat. <laughs> anyway, uh, Emily, will you do the honors? First of all, I have to ask, what episode is it, Chris? 390. 390. Welcome, everyone, to episode 390. Theme song. You should have said beard song. Why? Because we're, we're talking about theme song. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but we've been talking about beards and what if yeah, but, off guard. Okay, yes, so we've been You are so about angry beards. about that stupid joke. It's amazing. <laughs> we've been talking about beards. That doesn't mean beard song is a thing. It's like, hey, we're going to get Chris, 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 How about Chris, beard Chris, Chris, I'm Chris. going to Spotify and it's, I'm going to look it's up beard only, song. It's only not a thing up. because you won't allow it to be a thing. Think about that. It's a thing now. Yes, it, it is. it exists on the Carbon Podcast. I, I can't wait say, for... Well, it is now. Yeah. I think what Peter's trying to say is not with that attitude it is. Yeah. <laughs> so he's Chris, Fair I'm enough. Peter, and that's Emily. Uh, Hello. Peter. Mm-hmm. Why did you email that to me? You got social media, buddy. Just post your damn picture. Yeah, but you need to put it on the uh, Carbomb Insta. Uh, then email it to Jamie. I don't do Insta. I don't think I have your wife's email. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Well, I'll give it to you later when we're not I mean, broadcasting to be fair, to I don't have it e- either. Yeah. Uh, I know I probably do I actually. It, I just I don't remember what it is offhand. It's funny the the other day Emily and I decided because we usually talk on Discord, we decided we should actually exchange phone numbers because uh, we hadn't yet. And <laughs> yeah. then we each went to add each other to our phones, and then we were both there. We did this we were ages ago and in each other's phones. Forgot. So I don't. Neither of us have any idea when it was that we exchanged phone numbers and put each other's names in our phones. But we each sent a text that was basically like, "Yeah, I have no idea when we did this, but apparently I already have it." <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. And, it, well, it was because I was going to exchange numbers with your wife, Jamie, and you were like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of funny. She's going to have your number before I have your number. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I can fix this. So he sent it, and he sent his, and then we were like, oh, wait. wait a minute. <laughs> so This was probably, um, Emily is very quickly becoming my insomnia buddy, so if I can't sleep at two in the morning... Somebody who's in, uh, what are you currently with uh, the time zone changes? Are you two or three? Three three hours ahead of me, and she's my insomnia buddy, so you got problems, Emily. 
My, yeah, my insomnia is worse than Chris's. So. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but it's great whenever either Jamie or Chris cannot sleep, they can always text or or Discord me, and I'll because I'll be their insomnia. We buddy. tend we tend to take turns. Like it would sure be convenient if we were both having insomnia together, because then we could just hang out and it would be fine. Right. <laughs> but it's always one or the other. Uh, so yeah, Emily is the insomnia <laughs> is- buddy. That is pretty sad, actually. <laughs> like, yeah, only one of you ever has at a time. Uh. So, <laughs> I actually I don't necessarily want to do this list on order, but or in order even because that's how some people talk properly. Uh, but I kind of want to at least start with the top of the list, Peter, because you definitely intrigued me with your uh, wrestling story that you hinted at last week. Yeah, no, I I, I guess I, re- I knew we should... Like, the only reason I didn't talk about it last week is because I wanted to talk about... Um, I didn't want to talk about WCW again. So, but here we are. So, <laughs> this is from the near the end of WCW. Like, there's so many things just from the final year of WCW that are insane. Like, it's not... like. I've heard it described not as, like, taking a gunshot that killed it, but, like, taking one bullet after the other, like King Kong on top of the Empire State Building. That's essentially what happened to WCW. Timely reference. Yeah. It's a a good one. Um, So, in this case, we're talking about the the actor, David Arquette, in the year 2000. He'd uh, had some success with Scream. That was probably one of his biggest movies at the time. That... Is that where he and Courtney Cox... Arquette eventually met and started dating? I believe I so, yes. I think that was because they were both in that. Anyway. Yeah, because they were married by the third one. Yeah. Tangents are fun. Yeah. Carry on, sorry. No, that's actually slightly relevant to this discussion. Ah, so, in uh, the year welcome. 2000, uh, WCW uh, was part of Turner Broadcast Networks, who also had a film division, I believe. So, a film they ended up wanting to produce is a film called Ready to Rumble, uh, which is generally considered a pretty awful movie. Uh... Is this ready number two rumble? No, they're not even that clever. Oh. Maybe they were uh. worried that people would think it was a sequel. Yeah. Uh, and this, there's other people in this. Like, there's some people I actually really respect in this, because frickin' uh, Oliver Platt's in it. Okay. Uh, a bunch of WCW wrestlers are in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think, I believe the other male lead is Scott Kahn. That name I'm not familiar with. Uh, probably most known these days for the Ocean movies and the Hawaii Five-O reboot, because he was in all eight seasons of that. He was Dano in the reboot. Ah, uh, okay. Of the of the pop culture influencing Bookum Dano line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in this case, <laughs> this movie was was about wrestling. It was like uh, Oliver Platt plays the champion. He gets screwed. He gets fired, and these wrestling fans. Uh, Dave Arquette and Scott Kahn don't believe wrestling's fake, so they actually try to go and get him to do it, but then he's like, and everyone keeps trying to explain to him it's fake, and of course his catchphrase is, it's not fake, and screams at them. And it's relatively awful, honestly. Uh, but, so, naturally, since WCW was heavily involved in all this, they decided to promote the movie on their um, Monday Nitro and was it Friday Thunder, Thursday Thunder? They had two shows in, during the week. They had they had Nitro, and they had Thunder. Monday Nitro, I have literally never heard that term, and I love it and hate it at the same time. Yeah, because <laughs> it was on TNT, you see, mm, which is one of the reasons yeah, why it. when uh, AEW started, they called their show Dynamite. It's cute mm. like that. Uh, I'm really just sad they couldn't call, call it Thursday Night Dynamite, because that would have been perfect. Anyway, so... Uh, they decided to start promoting the movie. And now the first red flag for this entire idea was they started promoting the movie after it was out. So Sorry, jumping back a mm-hmm. second, how about Thursday Night? No. No? Okay. Beard song made more sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be on a shirt soon. <laughs> uh, so he, he starts promoting the show because he's like in the audience... You know, he's like, oh, here's the star ready to rumble. And then during a, uh, a, a segment with um, Diamond Dallas Page and Jeff Jarrett, uh, he ends up getting involved. So uh, Diamond Dallas Page at the time was champion. I don't know if... Are you familiar with DDP at all? Not really. Okay. He's kind of a fascinating wrestler in his own right because he started as a manager, became a wrestler, and became a pretty good wrestler. I mean, I've heard the name... 
But you can you can probably safely assume that 90% of what I know about wrestling is from you. Mm. So if you haven't told me about it, chances are I don't know about it. Well, I'm going to plug this one thing about Diamond Dell's page real quick, okay. just because it's actually really wholesome. He He's uh, the head of a yoga school, okay. and this yoga school is actually proven to be very effective at helping with physical rehabilitation. Nice. Like, the the one guy that keeps, like, trotting out, with good reason, because it's a beautiful story, uh, there was a veteran who basically couldn't walk and then started gaining tremendous weight, uh, and DDP helped him with, with his yoga to the point where not only did he lose weight, he was actually able to walk. That's amazing. Yeah, like, it was... And he's done this type of thing. He's re- rehabilitated quite a few wrestlers, including uh, Jake the Snake. I, I have found... In my limited knowledge, and maybe these are the ones that make headlines, but I like to think it's across the board. People involved with professional wrestling are some of the, like, coolest, kindest, like, most charitable people that you'll see. Oh, yeah. No, there's quite a few wrestlers that I think do very good work, and, you know, they could still be an asshole in some respect, but in general, well, I that's like... that's acting. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. But in this case, like, you yeah, know... Uh, DDP. Kayfabe. Yeah, DDP in general seems like a pretty good dude. And he's because like he became a wrestler, like an actual full time wrestler when he was thirty five. Oof. Yeah. That's like retirement age, not starting and, age. And now he these days he's like in better shape than people like ten, fifteen years younger than him. It's hmm. crazy. So it's working. Yeah. No, he's doing all right. Um. Anyway, so he was champion at the time, and he was feuding with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Jeff Jarrett at this time, I don't even know how to describe him because the whole thing is he started as a stupid country singer wrestler, so he'd always hit people with a guitar. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, and uh, but then he became more modern, hip, and edgy, but I still don't think he was that interesting. I hate that more. Yeah. <laughs> like, this Jeff Jarrett, he he has some charisma, but his it, character just never made sense to me. Depending on the spelling of first or last name, is Jeff Jarrett alliterative? Uh, yes. Oh, I hate that a lot. J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T. Yeah, I don't like it. Fair enough. I believe that's actually his real name. I still don't like it. That's fine. Uh, I could be wrong about that. Um, anyway, so they're feuding. David Arquette gets involved. And before you know it, DDP is like, all right, David Arquette. No, sorry, in what way did like, David Arquette become involved? He uh, he interfered in like what was a beatdown segment and stuff. Okay, so uh, he's he came just to DDP's, his way in. Yeah, he, he came okay. to DDP's defense. I believe he threw in a chair or something like that. His exact involvement, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. But he wasn't portrayed as a wrestler. He was portrayed as the actor that's just sort he, of He is around. the actor, David Arquette. At no point is he meant to be a credible wrestler. But he's just getting involved where, realistically, if we pretended all this was real, that man would die. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> and so what this led to... Was so D- uh, DDP's like, all right, man, you and me are friends now. And then Eric Bischoff, evil commissioner of WCW or president, I don't even know what his t- fake job title was at the time. Uh, he he was like, Arquette, you can't get involved. And, and then Arquette's like, oh yeah, what are you gonna do about it? So somehow, uh, this became a tag team match where DDP was teamed up with David Arquette against Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff. And you'll remember, DDP is the world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. What? So, I don't know whose idea this was. Possibly Bischoff's in a vain attempt and to do... To, for, for the record, how would you describe David Arquette at this time physically? Uh, he was very wiry. He wasn't... He was wiry and doughy at the same time. Yeah, like he wasn't in <laughs> terrible shape, but he definitely looked like a bloke. Yeah. Right? Like, I wouldn't, you know... I wouldn't be shocked if he could kick my ass, but yeah. I wouldn't expect him to be a... But he's definitely not a prime physical specimen. I mean, I usually assume just about everybody I meet can kick my ass. That's just a way of life for me. Yeah. Jury's but, still out on me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty small and broken. You might have a chance. Exactly. Uh, I doubt it. But but what I, was, what I was hinting at is this became a match for the title. <laughs> this became a world heavyweight title tag team match which if you step back and you just look at it from an outside perspective 
what the fuck? This is ludicrous. Oh, it gets dumber. <laughs> so here's what happens. I love it. <laughs> like, presumably, this was a weird ploy by Eric Bischoff to make other Jeff Jarrett champion by pinning David Arquette, mm-hmm. or him to make himself champion by pinning David Arquette. Because at the time, they were like, we can't be DDP on our own, even though they wouldn't admit that openly, right? This yeah. was a ploy to get the title off him. They succeeded. <laughs> David Arquette pinned Eric Bischoff moments before DDP started to pin Jarrett, and since uh, Arquette got the pin first, that was the pin the ref counted. So Arquette won the title by pinning Eric Bischoff. So he won the title off of Diamond Dallas Page, his tag team partner, by pinning somebody else entirely. Uh, That's so weird. But then also, somebody, if I understand correctly, now he won the championship, somebody needs to win it off him. He's too fragile to get into a real match. Like, he can't do the athleticism that the wrestlers do. Oh, my. You would think so. so. You would think uh, so. Chris, Chris. Are you going to tell me now how he lost the championship? Oh, my. Am I ever. Uh, Good. But before I get to that, I need to tell you how he successfully defended the championship. Oh, boy. So, um, (laughs) yeah, what happened was, uh, okay, the next, the next Nitro, because this happened on a Thunder, he... Uh, hang on, i got to double-check one thing about this. Uh, I want to double-check the exact stipulations. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, on the Monday Nitro, David Arquette did a pre-filmed segment with Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's involved in this. And Courtney Cox. Sorry, when... When was it? I'm just trying to place Kurt Russell... This is the error. year 2000. This year is, this is okay. 3,000 miles to Graceland, Kurt Russell. Ooh. They were, fi- they were filming this okay. supposedly on the set of that movie. Okay, then. Uh, I mean, they did age him up a little bit, but not a lot. <laughs> nope. So, like, the whole the whole bit was, um, yeah, David Arquette is there, and then Courtney Cox turns to Kurt Russell and is like, hey, he's world WCW World Heavyweight Champion. And Kurt Russell's like, nah, 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 and walks off, and then uh, Arquette picks up a chair and chases after him, and that's the end of the segment, <laughs> which is kind of funny. It's dumb when you get in the greater so context. It's dumb, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's still kind of funny. I'm like, if, if it wasn't the fact he is world heavyweight champion, that would be funny. <laughs> like, even if it was just, this guy's got a match against the world heavyweight champion, that would have been all right. Yeah. He, he never should have won that potential match, but look, anyway. But then in the main event of Nitro, a very terrified David Arquette, I think they, they faked him peeing himself at one point, too. I could <laughs> be wrong. Uh, but, like, you know, he looked like he was going to wet himself if he didn't actually do it. Uh, he had to face down a man named Tank Abbott, who is very much the type of man who would bear a name like that. He looked he looked like a beer guzzling biker. I believe in real life he was a beer guzzling biker and almost and also a former legitimate. Um, I don't think he was in UFC. I think he was in one of the other MMA companies, but legitimate tough guy Tank Abbott. So not the um, Asian looking guy driving a Daewoo from uh, Mad TV. No. Tank. I'm amazed that's where you went through it. Uh, no, that that guy. Tank no. is one of my favorite characters on that show. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Chris watches Mad TV. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Tank Abbott. So he's a legitimate tough guy. They were trying to play him up as the man who could defeat Goldberg. So David Arquette pins him. Just okay, st- no, sorry. Follow eight. Pins Tank, not Goldberg. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but um, again, this is a guy that was saying at one point, he's going to beat Goldberg, he's going to... and What was the last name again? Tank. Abbott. Abbott. I want to look him up. Like the like the stand-up comedian, or the mm-hmm. great uh, sketch comedian, yeah. Sketch comedian is probably more accurate, yeah. He comes up in search result as an MMA fighter, not a wrestler. There you go. He's only in WCW for a little over a year. Oh, that, oh he's a beast. Oh, yeah. No, he he's legitimately, like... Beefy Mick member of uh, Sons of Anarchy type of guy. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, David Arquette pinned him with help from DDP because DDP still has his back, even though Arquette technically beat him for the title, which is just infuriating. <sighs> but this all came to a head at that weekend's pay per view. Conveniently, there was a pay per view like two weeks away, Slamboree which I do love as a name for a pay-per-view, and I hate the fact that WWE hasn't properly revived it yet. Because they revive every other pay-per-view title, but not Slamboree. Okay. I I just realized something. Mm-hmm. Well, not realized. I discovered. Uh, David 
Tank Abbott is the guy that played Tank in Friends, where they did the ultimate fighting one. That, that makes was, sense. That was his opponent. That makes but, sense. Uh, who played Monica's boyfriend at the time? Uh, anyway, sorry. That was that's a sidetrack. I'm yeah, gonna find out. <laughs> that's that. That makes a lot of sense, though. Um, so the main event for Slamboree was a movie tie-in segment for uh, Ready to Rumble. Because remember, this was all to promote a movie. So the main event of the movie was a triple cage match. Oh, it was John Favreau. Well, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Favreau has the triple cage. <laughs> he can do anything. He's that yes. good an actor. But so the triple cage match is basically one cage on top of another cage on top of another cage. That's ludicrous. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yes, it is. Bear in mind, remember when we talked I... about the Dungeon of Dooms and the, um, uh, what was it? What the hell was that? The Doomsday Cage match? This is somehow... I want to know what a triple casket match is then. Like... Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. I... Well, but here's the thing. Do you stack the caskets or do they nest like the Russian nesting dolls? I believe in a triple <laughs> casket, it just means there's more than one casket you can be buried alive in. Because normally it's I, just the like, one. Maybe you have that's to like open a bunch to like. <laughs> or uh, there's there's a couple of tricks to it. Or it's it, or it's a fatal four way, and three people have to leave the match in caskets. Uh, there's a couple of options there. As you can imagine, Fatal Four Way means a match, one match but I think between we can four think people. Outside the box, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, there's, there's outside a... the casket. Yeah. I mean. uh... hey. <laughs> so this triple cage match was a triple threat match, as it featured Jeff Jarrett, David Arquette, and Diamond Dallas Page all competing for the title. Oh, so two wrestlers. Yes, and mm-hmm. David Arquette. Yeah. And a point was made by David Arquette. He's like, "Yo, DDP, I don't want to be champion." I'm going to help you win. I'm going to help you beat Jeff Jarrett. I'm going to help you get your title back that I, sh- I took by mistake. DDP's like, thanks, man. I know I can trust you. So David Arquette turns on DDP. Of course. Because that's <laughs> right. drama. Narrator, but he couldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, how long do I draw at the pause on this? Not very long. So, yeah. Not only did David Arquette become world heavyweight champion, he, he then betrayed the friend he won the title of by mistake to intentionally help the guy he was feuding with actually become champion. How's that headache doing? I need a drink. Yep, that, luckily you have one. Yeah. Because uh, this is, like, Jacob and I, way back when, we did a whole riff on WCW champions and, like, the list in the list of champions at, during the final, because it's so stupid. Because like this is this is the, what led to the conversation about pinning the wrong Harris brother. If you remember oh, that yes, episode, yes, yeah, because that was a thing that also happened in the same year. That was that was like that was a title. That was like January of 2020. That happened. Because like so, who and I don't, I don't want the story. Mm-hmm. I just want the name mm-hmm. as a tease to the next story that you're going to tell mm-hmm. who is the like David Arquette pretty unlikely mm-hmm. who's the weirdest unexpected celebrity to get like written into that franchise and become champion oh to become a champion that's gonna be a lot harder because that there's not too many celebrities that have become a champion okay fair enough just involved What's oh involved the that's easy celebrity tie-in in- involved that's easy same year uh, Chucky. Like the doll? Yep. Okay, there's I, no, a story. No, no that's, that's honestly not a very long story. Basically, Chucky showed up, Rick Steiner yelled at a pre-recorded video of Chucky voiced by Brad Dourif, but, like, it was pre-recorded, so it just was, like, him yelling at a video footage that was insulting him. By the way, Chucky won the insult contest, and no, at no point did Rick Steiner actually <laughs> wrestle Chucky, so what was the point of any of this? I was hoping that he did wrestle Chucky, because... What those wrestlers do is very talented. Uh, they basically, most of the quote-unquote harm they have to inflict upon themselves. Uh, so watching someone actually try to do that with a doll would be fascinating. So I'm disappointed that they didn't do that. But 
Okay, well, now you have to tease another story, then, since you told that one. Uh, I'm trying to think what the worst storyline of 2003... Oh, you know what? I should tell... No, the invasion's kind of boring to talk about to a non-wrestling fan. Um, what would be a good one? What was the t- what was the terrible storyline from 2003? Was that when Val Venus... Yeah, no, that's really racist. I don't want to talk about that one. God damn it. Now you're putting me on the spot. Okay, let's think on it for a bit. Uh, (laughs) Emily, what is your favorite uh, WWE storyline? I don't have one. Uh, That's fair. When I was a kid, uh, first of all, I I don't think my parents really liked the idea of us watching wrestling just as a, like, kids monkey monkey do. Yeah, well, I guess parents do have a valid argument in that kids don't understand the narrative, but parents sure. that actually believe that wrestling is violent is like, I, I'm sorry, I mean, you I, don't I understand the product. I kind of understand at least the, like, kids, like, in theory, kids may not understand that you can't just, like, Church wrestle with somebody. people and not... Right. Or, I went through right. that like, as a kid, try... and I think most guys at least did uh, <laughs> right most, uh, it's like kids, oh wrestling uh, uh, like i got choke slammed by somebody that didn't know how to do it right. safely uh to exactly. me that didn't most know how to kids, land it safely <laughs> uh most it kids sucked watched uh wrestling like normal children and then tried out these dangerous moves on each other and it hurt and they lived to tell the tale and my yeah. parents decided that they didn't want us trying those moves i guess Fair um, enough. And yeah, and so we didn't ever really watch wrestling and I feel like as I got older I was kind of like, eh, I just I don't really have yeah. much desire. Although um I will say the one time that I watched any amount of wrestling at all really was uh one time when we spent the holidays with uh my husband's oldest brother uh and their family and uh just as sort of a like whim of the moment funsy sort of a thing there was wrestling on tv and they were doing a casket match and we had the absolute greatest time just like sitting on the couch and like giggling over it and like you know getting all excited about it like just as a you know (laughs) but i have an answer for you chris yeah i'm gonna go with vince mcmahon's secret third child (laughs) <laughs> All right, that sounds good. Add it to the topic list for next week. Done. Uh, but then, also, Emily, yes. speaking of parents, yes, you wanted to bring up one of them. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, but I'm just saying that, you know, if anyone so wanted to call into the podcast... And tell us about their favorite wrestling experience or uh, times that they might have electrocuted themselves. Not electrocuted, shocked themselves. Uh, or if they would like to further... just for any reason further... at all. Really, yeah. I mean, if you just want to make any sort of comment or ask a question you or know, whatever, if, you could, you, in theory... If you listen call... and yeah. are a fan and you happen to know or maybe be related to one of the uh, the cast here and continually have comments about the contents of these episodes and you wanted to throw in your comments, there you is certainly actually call a way to do it. It's not yeah. Caplazzle. Do it you know the real one? No, from memory. <laughs> Can you do the real one? I will one? fight you every single Can week. Can you do the real this. one on memory, though? Eight six seven five three zero nine. No, no, please don't. You're gonna mess it up. It's eight three three two two two. Oh, it's the last one. Ten ninety one. That's the one. You got it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Three two 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 ten ninety one, which doesn't (laughs) translate to cab lozzle at all, unless you just decide (laughs) to. Transpose some of the numbers yes, into letters, but not the, the cap rest of parts, them. Right? Yeah, the cap parts, right? And then uh, what did we decide changes? Uh, just the Z, uh, the Z in Lozel yes, is the, the only yeah. one that changes <laughs> as the nine. Anyway, T Mister uh, Mister Emily's dad. 
C A. Give us a call Please, once Mr. in Emily a while. Is my father. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said Mr. Emily's dad. <laughs> uh, give us a call. One eight three three two 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 ten ninety one. I will immediately get an email, and I will. I don't care if I'm relaxing, sleeping, or at work, or whatever. I get an email about uh, what? Oh, Peter's. Hey, Chris. I'm just calling you to remind you to play the messages on the podcast. Thanks, bud. <laughs> that voicemail part actually got picked up a little bit. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> uh, so, I when I get a message, other than when I know it's Peter and therefore easily ignorable, <laughs> I'm I will not going to be on the podcast next week. So you better play. I it. will listen immediately. Oh, you're not going to be on the uh, Christmas Day podcast? No, because I'm going to be traveling. Uh, fair That's enough. right. You could help us have two whole vo- voicemails in a single episode if you were to call sometime in the next week. It's not technically the Christmas Day podcast because it's going to come out uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. But that's a good time to mention Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. I don't think anyone cares, to be honest. But those are going to be the last two episodes released on Friday, starting with, I guess not the first, uh, but starting in January, we're going to switch to Saturday releases, because why not? Change it up. If if you listen to the podcast and you have thoughts about the schedule change, please let us know. (laughs) Because apparently none of the rest of us do. (laughs) Remind me in a couple of weeks that that I can start plugging uh, another podcast that comes out on Fridays then. I mean, plug it now if you want. No, let's wait wait a couple of weeks. Sure, I won't remember. Uh, But speaking of plugs, this is coming out Friday. So, if you're hearing this on day of release, tomorrow, on Saturday, the 18th, we are going to be doing our follow-up stream from my house, because uh, oh, I don't know if we actually asked the Film Factory, but I think that would be rude to ask for a second uh, <laughs> session there, because uh, they're a working studio, and that's expensive that's kind of and it's so much time to set up minute. for a bonus yeah. stream <laughs> yeah but we are going to do a bonus stream uh we are going to be catching up on a few of our incentives like i've heard godzilla is gonna show up um what else are we doing oh yeah mile high club lightning round yeah lightning round so all of the dice rolls so again sorry emily what do you got Oh, I was just going to say, I was really bummed because there was a possibility that Jesse and I were going to do some Sea of Thieves as well together, and that's when I'm doing Christmas with the in-laws. So <laughs> we're we're having like very fair. Two, so, yeah, it's like, yeah. How dare um, you put actual real life dare... family <laughs> ahead of this? But this I can always come up with nonsense. the excuse where I'm going to uh, share my charity work with my nieces and nephews and we'll just go watch the stream together. Yep. So <laughs> plus, plus, plus there will be a Chris. How old are the nieces and nephews? Because we're not safe for children. The, I would I'm pretty sure the youngest one is, yeah, the youngest one is already in high school. The oh, oldest okay. one we're is fine. in his first year of college. Yeah. And we're fine. their parents have always been very open about like letting them watch yeah, more adult stuff and yeah yeah well if it helps there also won't be any marshmallow nipples probably <laughs> probably. probably he says probably. <laughs> i don't i don't uh, promise i just but right. yeah jesse's gonna be doing mile high club uh we're gonna do onsen episode uh so you'll finally find out what that means uh kanji calligraphy yeah and we are still collecting donations speaking of so, donations uh, Do you want me to... We should talk about the well, blended nightmare? Uh, we'll talk about that, but do you want to actually cover the uh, the donation link? Or do you want... Oh, yeah. So if you want to donate to any of us, uh, maybe me, because for th- for $1,000, I will still jump at a lake. Hmm? And I do mean that safely, but I do also mean in January. 
<laughs> so yeah, yeah like polar plunge. Yeah, polar plunge. Jump Peter, in the lake. Yeah. yeah. What's your current amount? What's the? I'm over seven fifty, and uh, the goal is a thousand U.S. dollars. So I'm less That's than two fifty away. Uh, mm. But if we, so donations are open until the end of the year. Uh, so yes, that window is rapidly closing, and but URL. it is still open. Uh, if you want to donate to Peter, to myself, to anyone else other than Jesse, uh, go to www.cbextralife.live slash donate. So I was going to say it but because you, you set me up to say it, but then I didn't get a chance to say it. I thought you were prompting me to say it. I'm sorry. I suck. <laughs> uh, but that is www, because that's how the internet works, cb, because we're car You forgot bombed. the dot! And you forgot the dot. Dots don't matter. CB because of car bomb. Dots definitely matter. Extra dots. life because that's what we're doing. Dot live because we will be live on Saturday slash donate because that's what you should do because the money is all going towards, in our case, BC Children's Hospital in Vancouver. But the whole Extra Life Foundation is supporting Children's Miracle Network hospitals all across North America, including, Emily, which one are you raising for? Oh, goodness. Yeah, I suppose, you know, we're not to the end of the year yet, so if you were so inclined to help out UH Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital in Cleveland, you could go to www.roosterbuckeyes.com and scroll down and look for me, Emily. Yeah. And definitely not Phil. <laughs> nah, you're his and villain. Maybe, Fuck although that guy. maybe Mister, uh, maybe maybe Mister Emily's dad, if he calls in, you could donate to him too. If okay, if he calls in and leaves either his URL or even just his name, because until he gives it, we're just gonna say Mister Emily's dad. But if he gives his name, please, everyone listening. Go donate under his name. To Mr. Emily's dad. <laughs> Even, well, you won't, know, you won't know how to find brother... him unless he gives his name, which he has to call in to do that. But That's I fair. want That's everybody fair. listening to this, donate at least a couple bucks to Mr. Emily's dad, only if he does a voicemail. <laughs> fair? I'm all for this. I'm yep. all for this. <laughs> Anything you can give is great, but at least a couple bucks. And I myself will be on that. If I get that voicemail, <laughs> I'm donating a couple bucks, because that's the deal. Amazing. He's cab wasling. <laughs> yeah, cab I like that it's a verb now, cab Damn right. <laughs> I hate it. And I'm so yeah, Chris, Chris, it's fine, because don't forget, I'm doing the blended nightmare. Yes. Uh, oh, do we want to yes. go through the list of the six I ingredients? I contributed to that. I'm sorry in advance, Peter, yeah, do, but also can not you, sorry. Uh, just, you don't have to get too specific, but Emily and I have contributed to this nightmarish recipe. Do you want to name the people that have suggested things? No, I'm just going to name the ingredients. Okay, fair enough. Because we've got... Um, We've got the durian ice cream. It was meant to be durian, but durian ice cream is, like, so much easier to handle. Yeah. And apparently it exists. Um, tapioca balls. Mm. Uh, it may have to just be bubble tea, and we just got to dump it in. Uh, there's going to be Coca-Cola. There's going to be whiskey. There's going to be mustard. A double shot of whiskey. Double shot of whiskey, sorry. I mean, honestly, if you want to add more, I don't care. And then okay. it's still going to be terrible. <laughs> A cup of whiskey. Oh, boy. And uh, and there's going to be uh, <laughs> oh, no. black gave olives. me the option. We're putting right? in yeah. a, a full, like, baking cup of whiskey. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, you, you realize it's going to be not drunk, right? It has to be. I can't drink the whole thing. Well, you're going to share, aren't you? If you want, you freak. I need I... to try. <laughs> oh, my God. This is amazing. Why? I mean, please do, but why? Emily, I bet you didn't realize you were going to torture both of us. Because I don't know if I'll be able to watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm really hoping uh, Jesse could just do a highlight reel of just that moment. Just play the whole segment uncut yeah. on the YouTube channel. Here, I was going to say, here's the thing is, like, first of all, I'm sure Jesse probably will. But even if he, if for some reason Jesse's like, no, I'm not doing that, I will go 
use Twitch Leecher to pull your VOD, and I will edit it for you and send it to you, Peter. I will be opposed <laughs> to that, because, I mean, it's going to be terrible. We know it is. So I cannot wait <laughs> to see what the hell is going to happen to us. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I pray for your soul, sir, but uh, good on you. Uh, my soul <laughs> checked out a long time ago. <laughs> Fair. God, I almost went to a, an overly real and dark place with that follow-up comment. I'm glad I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Anyway, uh, going to a real and dark place from your past, something else that you teased last week. Oh, the electrocution? Yeah. I guess we could talk about that, yeah. Uh, this is This is a shorter one. Because I know Emily's got a couple topics she probably wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, a couple That's weekends fun. ago, I, I mentioned I went to Vancouver, and I got to see my niece and nephew, and we went to the, I'm going to plug this place, because I think overall it's pretty good, the Central City Fun Park, uh, which is uh, family fun entertainment. It's mostly an arcade, but they've got bowling, they've got a roller rink, I think they got something else there too. Uh, but, you know, they got the usual assortment of uh, arcade games, they've got uh, air hockey, of course, plenty of air hockey. It does it actually work because I have yes. yet in my life to see a working air hockey table. Oh, one was definitely not working as well as the others isn't were. Missing like a, probably about three feet of functional space spread across different spots on the board. No, it's a hundred percent working. Wow! It just wasn't. It just wasn't the best air hockey table because one of them definitely had like less pressure, so the puck was moving around less. That's exactly my point. There's dead spots in every air hockey board that I've. No, the other ones were working better. You've never, okay. you've never seen like a fully functional one. He has yet to uh, witness the I fully did, functional no, power did, of this air hockey table. I did as a <laughs> child because this was like late eighties to early nineties. In adulthood, sure. I've never seen a working one because they're still using the ones from the late eighties, early nineties. Because, yeah, because all the use for air hockey eventually just died out. <laughs> yeah, this is a shame. A friend of mine actually owned a machine once. That was cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, I was saying. So the place was uh, pretty fun. Uh, we went in with about thirty dollars. That got us about eighty tickets, and most machines cost two or three tickets per play. But the plays went through pretty fast, so it's a little bit of a grift like Wait, that. Tickets per play or tokens per play? Tokens per play. Sorry. Okay. And they do it all on a digital card, so that makes it go nice and fast, which is nice. Um, but yeah. But I wanted to explicitly, because <laughs> the whole reason this got electrocuted is, so I Shop. went there with my niece and nephew for my nephew's birthday, and my sister was there too, because it was her kids. Mm-hmm. And so we each kind of... Uh, older or younger sister? Older. Okay. I am the youngest of three. Okay. You you haven't talked about your family much, so I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Um, yeah, and then I went to, we went and we had some fun, and eventually it was like, we saw that there was an electric chair game. Uh... I will explain... What? <laughs> okay, so you know how there's like those games where they have like the metal joysticks that shock you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate mm-hmm. them. Yeah, this was two of those with a chair. Yeah, so, I, I'm checking right out. So you, you sit in the chair, you I put your hands I've on the metal bars, something like that. and then it will slowly increase in voltage to 5,000, which honestly, <laughs> the voltage, may, it may have actually legitimately gone up to 5,000 volts because the voltage isn't what kills you. No. Right. It's current. the amperage. It's it's a combination no, amperage, of, yeah. of yeah voltage and amperage. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the, it's like that line from uh, Die Another Day. It's like how many volts? Fifty? A hundred thousand? It's like cool. What's the amperage? Stupid, yeah, stupid nerd. Anyway, <laughs> just shitting on one of the worst Bond movies ever. Mm. <laughs> uh, take that. Anyway, yeah. So that's it, the, the the and the gimmick is the longer you hang on, the more tickets you win, up to a maximum of fifty tickets. Um, I'm gonna get into why I actually won because of that. By the way. Because, uh, so I sat down, and I started going, I'm like, okay, it honestly didn't feel like I was getting electrocuted. We've established Shocked, before. please. Yep. Electrocution is fatal. I know. Yep. <laughs> All right, I was getting shocked. Mm-hmm. Chad. Shocking. Uh, and so I was getting shocked, and it was going up, and I was like, all right, this feels fine. I mean, we established during Extra Life, I don't seem to be bothered yeah, by it. Uh, the thing that... Uh, the, my literal least favorite part of Extra Life since we introduced it, uh, the shock colors. I will get into, in a second, part of the reason I am definitely, like, legitimately paranoid and phobic of electric shocks. Uh, but my least favorite thing, Peter just tanks. And it's like, try it. <laughs> nah, nothing. 
up the like I, I was I kept saying go up and you were go refusing up, to go, go up. up. At a certain point, I was starting to like feel legitimate trauma based on the number I saw on the display, and it was only like nine out of a hundred. Yeah, that's too much because I got I got accidentally two because I was supposed to get one and Jesse was supposed to get two. Uh, but we had the wrong colors on our arms, so I got two instead of one. I did not care for that at all. So if two was, like, ruining my life, you this having nine my... on was ruining my life by, <laughs> by proxy. Just by proxy, yeah. <laughs> but my uh... This is why I, like, hate whenever I hear, like, dog trainers and stuff being like, Oh yeah, it's like it doesn't hurt them. It's it's not you know it's it just gets their attention and stuff like that. And it's like no, you're, it's on their you cannot, it's on their neck. You cannot train dogs by torturing them. I mean, you can, but that's not trained. You, you can yeah. subjugate your dogs by torturing them. You <laughs> right. shouldn't. Well, and, right. Well, and, and the thing is, like you know, because they think like, oh, think they've got all this fur and stuff, and they're fine. It's like, well, that they also have metal prongs that matter. go through the fur to the skin, and it's on their neck. Like, if you can yeah. imagine what that felt like on your arm, like what that would feel like. Oh, I would have probably handed it more on my neck. That's you. absolutely true. Uh, that right? we will <laughs> never allow to happen during extra life because that is dangerous. Oh, absolutely. That's a good way to make me bite should, my tongue. You it's should true. not do that. Yeah. No, no. I'll, I'll, I like. I, am, I, I had no problem tanking it. I would not do that. You should not do it to your dog. I, in addition to not doing it to yourself and your friends <laughs> i know jesse will be on the same page but even if he isn't i am a hundred percent vetoing right now <laughs> no, anyone no, 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 no. ever putting that on their neck so yeah. with that strong of a stance why do you do it to your dogs people stop that's mean and cruel I want to do it on my dick. If if you if you ever <laughs> no. No, if you want to no, do Peter. something that's a little bit less intense, Chris, I would recommend based on what we did this year, get the tens units like for for pain relief, because like even at the highest setting, they're certainly not like like gonna harm you it, or anything. I'm not, but they are about like uncomfortable and it's harm. hard. To, like right. I just hate that. Like honestly, and this comes up all the time. Like. People that know this phobia, I actually fucking hate when they take advantage of it because, like, I've mm -hmm. said, like, this is a real thing, not just, like, joking around. Like, right. I legitimately don't like you if you're doing this to me. But if people, like, just scooch their feet across a carpet and, like, build up static and, like, you know, come at me with the finger out like they're going to shock me, like, I back away and, like, cringe and, and run from you, that. Yeah. I you, do you get not the, like this. I legitimately right. hate your, it. Your level and of if, anxiety yes. over shocks is more so than the average human's I don't know the reason. reaction to it. But, sorry, Peter, did we derail you? Or A little bit. Uh, okay, sorry, before sorry. <laughs> I get into one of the possible reasons for that, can we continue with yours? Please? Well, yeah, I was sorry. just going to finish up because I did make it all the way through. Okay. And as I was going, I realized, like, it started out feeling like my hands were vibrating. And later on, I realized, oh, yeah, no, I'm actually getting shocked here. Yeah. And then my hands got tighter. I'm like, you know, it's going to be really hard to remove my hands. So I'm just going to bear with it. And it was only in, like, the 4,000 range that it was actually, like, remotely becoming something I'd call painful. Even then, it wasn't really painful. It was just kind of like, man, you know, it'd be nice if I could stop this vibrating, vibrating feeling in my hands. Because that's yeah. what it felt like more than anything. So I finished. I won the fifty tickets, which was all digital, by the way. That's also because it's all on a card, which is probably kind of less satisfying. I yeah. like the it big is. old arm like when it just comes spilling out of the machine, yeah, like, and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> just like balling. <laughs> but my, but right. my point is, I just soaked that. It's machine. the kids' version of making it rain. <laughs> like... yeah. And soaking that machine gets you fifty tickets, and my hands actually felt funny after, like. I, I, you don't say. I don't think they were burned or anything so severe. No, but, but you no, were getting but... shocked to the point of... I'd rubbed them raw. Seizing paralysis. Yeah. Ooh, boy, that was gross. I'm going to edit that out. Yeah, I please I just do. made a really gross burp. <laughs> um, that was unpleasant. Yes. Um, getting shocked to the point where you physically cannot remove your hand from the thing causing you the trauma... That's that's bad. Like that goes nah. against every bodily instinct. It's like right. the body's instinct is to remove self from trauma preservation. And yeah, 
uh hang on i i feel shame because i have to look this up i knew it at one point and i was uh, gonna mention but... so the 50 tickets um the the no shock the really good prizes start at a thousand so electrocuted myself and make it all the way through only got me 50 tickets and it's like 300 gets you a giant box of sour patch kids so i was like oh i'd have to do that six times just to get sour patch kids and no <laughs> shot their, their big their grand prize was 14,000 tickets wow and it was a uh to scale lego yoda not a baby yoda but lego yoda oh boy that is okay. which i think is a couple hundred dollars <laughs> yeah at least but i mean ticket wise even if you got the good ratio of 50 tickets for or for every two credits spent that's still a lot of money yeah so i had to look up which is which uh, I did study this in various first aid trainings, uh, but just speaking of inability to move away or shelter yourself from trauma, there are a couple things that can happen during trauma to the body. Uh, decorticate, that's where you will, like, this is a sign of severe injury and specifically, like, mental injury. Uh, decorticate is core is the root word uh, you're gonna hunch in like basically fetal positions like if something is happening to you you just withdraw and hunch in and this is involuntary this just happens to your body but even worse and if you see this happen to someone uh, oh I know what you're about to mention fucking bad news and probably mm-hmm. like say goodbye uh, the next one up is decerebrate. That one is not like a, a fetal position, like hunching in. That's protective. Decerebrate is kind of the opposite. You basically like crucifixion you, like, pose. Out you more? you go out. You basically expand out as much as you can. So like arched spine, splayed limbs, and like arched head. Like it's. Bad. And you usually also, like, hold your arms and hands in, like, really, yeah. like, kind of weird, contorted, like... But it's... it's like, like, I've seen videos of it most, before. It's horrifying. One of the <laughs> most severe things is, like, you know it's bad when you don't go, like, withdrawn and inwards and protective. You actually inexplicably go outwards. And so similar i don't know this is i don't know why i'm comparing this but it's just raising the comparison in my head if you get shocked bad enough that you actually can't like your reaction to getting shocked should be like that and pull away but when you can't and you're actually locked into it and the worse it gets the tighter you hold on it uh which is holding on to the thing causing you pain or trauma that just sounds like bad news I hate it. Yeah. You're traumatizing me, Peter. I'm traumatizing you? Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, would it make you feel better if we talked about clouds? Uh, it would in a second, but I wanted to talk about my own Oh, right. You had your own, your own historic... Tra- okay, let's let's get through... So... Let's get through the unpleasant, and we'll was, talk about... We'll end with the pleasant. Go on. Uh, there was... In the house I grew up in, the main upstairs bathroom and then kind of the the small like uh, hotel bathroom basically uh downstairs bathroom so the bathtub in the downstairs bathroom is usually where the kids had the bath and in the bath you avoid like this was a young enough age uh that like at least in my family. I don't know how weird this is, but uh, three or up to four brothers. Uh, thankfully, my parents knew well enough that we never bathed with the sister. Even at a young age when sexuality's not in it, we never bathed with the sister. But the four of us brothers definitely bathed together. Um, but you always avoid the tap. Because you can sit in the water. It's fun. It's nice. You bump the tap. Uh, As you described, Peter, uh, I didn't understand this as shocking. I understood it as a vibration or a pulsation. But that tap shocks the fuck out of you. And it was 
I didn't understand what was happening, so it was just like, this equals pain. Like, I hate this. And so, you know, you tell mom and dad, this, the tap hurts. Like, what are you talking about? And it's like, I, well, I touch it and it hurts me. And so they touch it. And nothing happens. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, for a while, like, I'm talking probably, like, several weeks, if not a couple months, um, for a while, it was like, you kids are being weird, uh, cause we touched this and it's fine, like, I don't know what you're talking about, but all of us are like, no, the tap hurts, mom, like, the tap hurts, we don't like it. Every time we touched it, we were immersed in water and conducting... And every time they touch it, they're outside the tub and dry and not conducting. And it only hurts those in the tub and it doesn't hurt the parents. And so they felt so bad when they realized because they kept saying, like, we don't know what you're talking about. But there was some kind of, like, my dad fixed it eventually, went under the house and, like, some kind of electric wire was contacting a pipe. And, like, there was current going through that tap and that tap equaled pain. (laughs) <laughs> for a good portion of my life and parents yeah. just like didn't believe us and it's like mom it hurts I do not like this tub I do not like this tap and I don't know if it's the case but I think there's a pretty good case for that being at least a significant part of my electricity phobia <laughs> two things right. I have to add to that really quick the yeah. first is that um, I was completely wrong by the way uh, we were talking about different uh, things I believe uh, what I'm what I was uh, thinking of as far as the weird positioning mm-hmm. is something known as the fencing response which is an unnatural yes. position of the arms following a concussion um, uh, the decerebrate is also a sign of not necessarily specifically a concussion but of but like head trauma essentially brain damage and head trauma yes yeah yeah, it sounds like so. This is the fencing response. Apparently, is uh, a, I think it's something that can happen immediately after moderate forces have been applied to the brainstem. So you know that's you can understand why I also was like, good. oh yeah, this is not good. Um, I, I don't care how moderate damage to right, the brainstem. Right. Do not it's recommend. Not good. <laughs> no, it's just a little bit of brain damage. Zero out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Uh, and quick question but, for you, Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. Was your mom Jennifer these... Page? No. Okay. I mean, not that I know of. Shout out to anyone who gets that reference. But the uh, the second thing was... Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, it was in relation to, uh, like, conductive metal, like, like a bathtub faucet or something like yeah. that, having a current in it. Um, in veterinary medicine, one of the things we are taught in large animal medicine uh, is that if you are working with pigs, like if you work at a pig farm or something like that, mm-hmm. that periodically you need to go around with a voltrometer and check all of the metal that provides, like, it's almost like those big hamster bottles. They have a water system mm-hmm. that so that the pigs can go up to it and drink from it. And it is metal, uh, because it's easy to clean and sterilize. Right. But you you have to check it, because they have found that um, in some of these facilities, if you have any amount of current going to it, uh, the, you know, obviously if the pigs don't like it, they can either stop drinking or... Uh, they can and get dehydrated, or they can or develop foreseen stress syndrome, uh, which like causes them serious disease and is very bad for the pigs. So literally, like something easy you can do to make sure your pigs are staying healthy is make sure that they're not getting shocked when they drink from their water. <laughs> so, um, just kind of a, a fun fact of something you learn in large animal school. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're pretty much at I time. I think we're gonna finish up. Let's do, uh, since that was semi-serious, semi-silly, let's do, we each have one here. Let's do I was gonna Emily's, say, I, Peter's, do you mind if I mind. do my quick one No, let's one not do here? the Uber one, because it's honestly kind of boring. Okay. 
then uh, trash kitties. Yes. Clouds. So so go ahead. Y- y- you may be aware of the trash kitty trifecta, uh, which you know we've been talking about possums a lot recently. Yes. But of course, the trifecta is possums, skunks, raccoons. I love me some raccoons. And, They're my favorite of the trifecta. Uh, yeah, the so this is kitties, the question I that I've them. been asking people recently who have been sharing possums with me, and that is where, and this is your favorite, not necessarily what you think is cutest or whatever, just your favorite. How would you rate the trifecta one through three? I, since I already offered part of it, uh, raccoons, then uh-huh. possums, that's new. As of uh-huh. the uh, the daily possum, but like I said, that has enriched my life. Skunks, I've actually heard a lot about their good personality traits. I mean, sure, <laughs> there's the obvious thing in the way. Sure. <laughs> but you get out of the way of that. Skunks are actually really interesting. Uh, intelligent, but as is the way with a lot of animals, weirdly intelligent. Like, they definitely have a specific personality. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they have they, a bioweapon. They're very similar to but... <laughs> a ferret mixed with a cat. Well, I mean, ferrets <laughs> and skunks are both mustelids, so... Uh, are... Ferrets are skunks. mustelids. I couldn't remember if skunks were actually considered no, mustelids. No, skunks are mustelids, which is the ferret hmm. and weasel and badger and... All that. Nope, they aren't from the family uh, Mephitidae. I was pretty Not sure Mustelidae. they were Mustelids. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough, but... No, uh, I don't actually care, but... Raccoons first. But they are kind of similar. Possums you know, they... growing on me a lot recently, but big fan of skunks. I yeah. don't want to be sprayed with their bioweapon. I respect the weapon That's they wield, That's but I still like I... them. See, for me, I'm going to have to say currently possums are at the top, and then skunks, and then raccoons. Don't get me wrong. All of them are cute, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I love all of them, but that, that's got to be how I rate them. So I'm, yeah. I was curious also, anyone else on the podcast, obviously today it's just Peter, but mm-hmm. how would you rate the Trash Kitty Trifecta? Horses don't count, Peter. I don't even know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I. I don't have. I anything. agree. They're all great, Peter. <laughs> if you have an opinion, I. Peter, I rate. Right, it, I rate it three and two quarter blowholes. <laughs> okay. If atheist, you actually have an opinion on the trash kitty trifecta, please call one eight three three two 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 ten ninety one. Or... Cablozzle. Cablozzle. <laughs> so, this is going to be really short, because this is basically a uh, wow, you're dumb story. But this happened to me today. I was talking about uh, with a co-worker of mine, and I can't remember exactly how it started, but I think I said something about, like, there were some clouds up in the sky because snow was imminent, uh, but there were some clouds up in the sky looking pretty heavy, and and I mentioned, like, the heavy-looking clouds, and he's like, yeah, they they do look heavy, right? Like, isn't that so weird? It's like, well, what's weird? I mean, like, clouds aren't actually heavy, but they can look heavy. And I was like, um, pardon? It's like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, sorry. Kind of clouds, <laughs> clouds aren't heavy, you said? You said, yeah, like, they don't actually weigh anything. Like, um, buddy, you want to maybe, uh, hop on Google for a second, because yeah, clouds I, I have definitely <laughs> weigh a lot. He's like, like what do they weigh? It's like, I think on well, average about a million pounds per cloud. They, I mean, I suppose you know they're easier to measure when they condense, but yeah, <laughs> like but when no, condensation my, happens, my it's probably easier to measure. Number it, but... off the top of my head of uh, roughly about a million pounds per cloud was accurate when he googled it, and he was like, "What? Like, how on earth do they 
stay up there if they weigh anything. I was like, well... Evaporation, the, my friend. Well, Science. the <laughs> air weighs a lot more than the clouds do. And at that point, that pretty much blew his mind Just to find out <laughs> that air weighs something. But it's like, read a book once, will ya? <laughs> like, did you go to school? Hey, it's man. Like, I'm not the smartest person, today. but uh, <laughs> this person was ruined by finding out that not only clouds, but air weighs something. And in fact, weighs a lot. Air is really, really heavy. It's just heavy from all directions, not just down. Air is heavy from all directions. Can we get that on a shirt? <laughs> you can get literally anything on a shirt if you want. I mean, I've already got some ideas for that shirt design, so I'll send you some sketches. <laughs> I'll allow it. Please do. So I think we're uh, pretty much at time here. I'm getting uh, that, tired. That Your sounds... basement is so hot. Yeah, and that's with a window open, and it's fucking cold outside today. Yep. And, yeah. The mm-hmm. By the way, hot. I'm in Chris's basement today. I don't think we actually mentioned that, but that I'm recording in person for, Peter's like... Peter's actually here in person. It's, uh... It's a thing. Sadly, yeah. I am not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someday, maybe. Until I we'll invent do. my Emily teleporter ray. Your move. That's right. <laughs> oh, Emily. Please. Oh, God. That would be that, amazing. That would probably want to be one of my, like, number one desires as far as superpowers. Like, with my chronic medical conditions, being able to just teleport would be so... Ugh. Is so that good. your number one? Is that my number one? It's hard to say, because I could also see where it would be helpful to turn on the pause button and take a nap whenever I need to for my, my Ooh. achy bones. Ooh, a, t- a time stop. Just that... time manipulation. Yeah, that no, time basically yeah. Emily wants to be Hiro Nakamura uh, from the ever so fresh reference to 2007's Heroes or 2006's time manipulation. Well, you know, Doctor Strange. I think <laughs> I think you would have to put some limitations, like a time limit at least, on how long you can stop time. But time manipulation is good. I think my go-to is telekinesis, Peter. No, it's 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 uh, time manipulation, time space manipulation. Gravity manipulation, I would count as well, because gravity can manipulate time as well as space. So that's always a good go-to. Something along those lines. Oh, I have a question for both of you mm-hmm. to finish mm-hmm. out the episode. Mm-hmm. What color is gravity? It's the pulse of the stars, Chris. How do you define that in color? Easily. I'm going to go with ultraviolet. Okay, because my answer was purple. That is a reference (laughs) to uh, Jesse and I's uh, playthrough of Metroid Dread is we're fighting an enemy that had gravity powers, uh, but it's like their attacks were purple. I just thought that it was more purple purple. than you thought it was, apparently. Uh, Well, the attacks were purple, purple. so I said, like, oh, we're probably getting a gravity suit. It's like, why would you think that? It's like, well, their attacks are purple. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, gravity is purple. Chris, not to say that you're right, but uh, it's worth pointing out in most Final Fantasies that the gravity spells are typically purple-ish, blackish. That was my point of reference. There you go. Um, but unless it's the uh, science uh, checks Pokemon, out, and then it's ghost type. I, it's historical, <laughs> therefore yeah. it's a scientific fact. I just <laughs> thought that would be a good way to end. So, you heard it here from... Emily, at least, because uh, Peter didn't give an Gravity answer. Gravity is purple. Gravity I gave an purple. answer, you just refused to acknowledge it. Because or it ultraviolet, didn't agree whichever with you me. prefer, I guess. Uh, <laughs> therefore, it was wrong. Anyway. Um, Outro? That's the one. <laughs> Yay, we did it. And Chris hey. only has to edit the podcast a tiny bit. Just a wee little bit. You timestamped the burp, right? I didn't. Three, two, Stick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, tailpipe tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Beards. <laughs>